what happens when a black guy, a white dude, and an Hispanic man happen to be pro wrestling marks? You get debates, roasting, and fun in Cheat Nation's newest podcast, Breaking Ring Rust. And it starts right now. JT, Ray, Yes. I have one question for you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Well, it's about that time. You guys have a good one. I said, are you ready? Oh, I'm Jane. Good night, pal. Then for the eight people so far listening to this podcast and the millions we hope to start listening to this podcast if Ray would ever share it listen let's get Ray to break ring rust I told you we still have more viewers than 205 Live we don't have any viewers this is a podcast sucker this is audio it's the same shit we still have more people listening than watch 205 Live no, because there's at least 25 people watching 205 Live. Nobody's watching 205 Live, and those 25 people don't exist. Hey, <laughs> hey, all of Buddy Murphy's family in Australia are watching. No, they got the free month of the network and then canceled it like everybody else does. Hey, they still have it because they got it to see Buddy win the title. Yeah, which was a good match. Oh, it was. Match. Yeah. I'm a little... Uh, I feel conflicted because Buddy's a great performer. I just wanted to see Cedric with the belt a little longer. Yeah. Great match. Are, are, aren't we getting a little ahead of the uh, uh, agenda there? Oh, was it on there? No, yes. because we're talking about what we watched. So. Oh, yeah, right. so, Ray, what did you, or as you aptly said, what didn't you watch promotion-wise this week? Well, I watched the Super Showdown around 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. Uh, Fast-forwarded a majority of it. Okay. Um, I watched three segments from Raw. Uh, the DX segment, which I think they've ripped their shirts off now about 15 times when they announced DX is coming back. And then the end with Dean Ambrose teasing the the turn or whatever he's going to do. And then I think I watched like five or 10 minutes of SmackDown. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to see what's happening on. This is us. So Wait, uh, you turned, you changed the channel to watch. This is us. You really changed the channel. So you could cry like a little girl. Yes. Because it, this is us was more entertaining than this is SmackDown. Okay. Well, next week I'll be glued to SmackDown because 1000 and everybody's coming back. As long as it's not the, Monday Night Raw version of everybody coming back and I actually get entertained I watch it all. Why would you think it would be different from Raw? Because they're not doing two venues and well you know what they'll fuck it up. Doesn't mean King is and JR aren't going to fall asleep. Well shit the crowd was asleep. That was just horrible. Yeah Raw was 25 was interesting to say the least. 
What about you, JT? What did you watch this week? Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I fell asleep when they started talking about the Dean Ambrose heel turn. Oh, because uh, Roman was involved. You fell asleep. I got you. Well, well that and just the storyline sucks anyway. So well, doesn't well, it feel heel? You know where it's going. It's just a trick, and yeah, it's stupid. Doesn't it feel very uh, Billy Gunn well, turning heel on DX, but really not turning heel? Yeah, but he did turn heel on DX. No, I'm talking about the first time they teased it. I mean, it was. It's just. I mean, the whole Shield reunion. It it was cool last year when they did it, and now it's just like it's you know rinse and repeat. Wait, you didn't like the twenty five minute intro at Super Showdown? The viewers can't see my face, but oh, well. those masks were pretty cool, though. Did they come out with the how masks again? Because I like no, they got new ones. Well, they got they new ones. Sub Zero, Sub Zero masks. Yeah, it was kind of kick ass, but it was literally forty five minutes was their entrance. It. What do they? Was, who do they think they are? Sandman. It. It. It was. I'd welcome a Sandman WWE entrance compared to that. Sandman just had epic entrances. Period. Not in WWE. He didn't. No, not with well, that. I not, technically, that's not true because for one night stand, 2005, that was the most over epic. Ed- I, I don't count probably. that as the WWE entrance, though. Well, because it was on the ECW brand. They owned it. That was that was before it was an ECW brand. That was an ECW reunion. It was still Vince's show. He owned the property. But, but, he, but that was where he let them literally do whatever they wanted to. That wasn't where he was controlling, where he was micromanaging. He literally yeah. said, okay, Paul, do whatever you want to. Yeah, because if it was Vince McMahon, we would have got a zombie, and we got a vampire club, and you know how it goes. Vince literally gave them free reign that night to do whatever they wanted to. That was the only time, that was the only thing that was like truly ECW that came out of anything after their demise. Right, but he still owned it. Like he was still had final say, even though he let them do whatever. He still, but you know, he, he made the he made the call to let them do whatever. Right, but he didn't run it. He didn't manage it. He didn't micromanage it. He didn't have his Vince Prince on it. Right, he wasn't sitting there at Gorilla. Yes, with his right. glasses on. Right, that's what well, I'm saying. He, so, so to me, that makes it not WWE. Well, if he would have been, the whole crap between JBL and Meany never would have happened. Because Vince probably would have stormed out and slapped the mess out of JBL. No, I, I, I don't think so, because Vince actually seems to like that kind of thing. <laughs> he knocked the crap out of him. I love it. Oh, Vince, Vince draws a line. I don't think Vince would have uh, been okay with that. I think the only reason Vince allowed them to get retribution in the first place was because he was worried about a legal dispute. Yeah, of course. But I, I, I don't. But but from everything I've heard about it since you know since that time was that personally Vince didn't have an issue with it. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I, I think he have an issue when you know there's a potential lawsuit happening. His issue was the potential lawsuit, not the fact that it happened. Yeah, you're probably right. Ray, what are you doing? I'm putting my phone stationary. We got you just going flip-flop upside down. We don't know what you're doing. You're <laughs> around like you ricochet with your phone. 
We don't we don't have any viewers. So what's the difference? Well, if I'm trying to talk, I'm trying to focus, man. Just because they can't see you don't mean I can't focus. see you. Focus on JT. Anyway. I, the idea of Ray doing anything like Ricochet is kind of hilarious to me. Well, I said this phone, not Ray. Yeah, I'm not getting up there. Maybe 20 years ago, but not now. All right, so uh, I guess I should talk about what I've been watching this past week, which is not much. No one asked um, me. What? No one I just asked, asked you. Yeah, yeah oh. but we went off at a tangent. Okay, go ahead. So um, I, I, I watched the, the Super Show, which I, I know we're going to talk about a little bit more later, so I won't go into that. Um, but this week, I actually sat down and watched some of the original Saturday Night's main events. Nice. Um, and uh, really enjoyed that. Watched some of the early ones um, from 85, 86, 87. Um, really just kind of vegged out on the network watching those. Um, uh, watched the, the classic Battle Royal where um, Andre worked his first heel match on television where he busted open Leaping Lanny and threw him over the top rope. And... Um, where on the same show, Savage and George Steele uh, fought for Elizabeth um, and for the title and uh, for the IC title, that is. Um, and then um, watched the, the very first Saturday Night's main event. It was a great Piper's Pit between uh, Orndorff and Piper. And this was right after they had lost to Hogan and Mr. T. Um, and it just showed how much great fire Piper had. Um, and what a great uh, promo orders we cut back in the day, just right in each other's faces. Um, and uh, something I didn't realize at the time, uh, the first Saturday night's uh, main event match was Barry Windham, Mike Rotunda, and Ricky Steamboat against Iron Sheet, Nikolai Volkoff, and George the Animal Steel when Steel was still working as a heel. And that was actually his baby face turn. Wow. <laughs> No, I actually did not watch any Crockett promotion stuff. Wow. But, but I am really psyched because they announced that all th- four members of the Midnight Express are going to be at the NWA Legends Reunion uh, in, or NWA Fan Fest, as they call it, uh, next August. So I'm going to be trying to negotiate my uh, vacation time to that time period so I can go down there and get a photo off with all four of them. Nice. Very nice. All right. Yeah, that is some good stuff. Saturday, Saturday night's main event. Uh, definitely a show that I enjoyed a lot, but I did not realize that it had such a, a big match. There. That's a, I, I got to, well, I don't have the network, but I got to find that match. So you don't have the network. Just sign up for free like everybody else does. I'm not going to sit there and make 8,000 accounts just so I can have a free month every month. <clears throat> and honestly, I had the network before. and Dude, I know how much money you make. You can afford the network. Dog. Uh, no. Nah. I had the network before. My wife gave me the network for six months before. and But I don't have cable, so I, I don't get to watch. I don't watch. have cable either. Oh, well, do they replay Raw and SmackDown now? Because they didn't before. No, it's a month. But Hulu plays it the next day. Well, see, I don't, even, I don't have Hulu either. So, you know, for me, it was like, okay, I'm missing that. 
and I really only had it and watched it for the long just for obviously the library. Um, but half of the ECW stuff I wanted to see wasn't even there. And it's there now. Yeah, they've updated a lot of stuff. Yeah. They've got like every ECW weekly show and every pay-per-view. Because when I had it, which was granted a couple of years ago, um, all they had was like the super early ECW, which I like, but I was looking for a lot of the 96, 97, 98, um, especially, you, got know, it. you know, Shane's heel run, you know, defending against Sabu, defending against Taz, you know, the, the new, the second iteration of the triple threat with him, Bam Bam and Candido, um, you know, RVD and Sabu tagging, you know, that, uh, you know, the Dudley boys just before they go over to the WWF, you know, that was, uh, you know, balls and, and Masato Tanaka, good, just good, good stuff. And then, uh, the stupid feud that the Baldies had with freaking New Jack. That we can all forget. Sounds like you need to make a fake account now. <laughs> I don't know. I just I would I would watch it and I would go obviously watch some WCW stuff um, because I I do miss the quality of Nitro for the most part during the Monday Night Wars. But it'll give you something to do all day at work. I see. I got stuff to do at work. I'm like you, man. Like I, I got I got calls. I got make. I got got try sell stuff. I'm on that service side there. I don't know. You're over there spinning wheels and making noise. I don't, I don't <laughs> do anything else. I, I I didn't get to spin the wheels. <laughs> I didn't get anything today. Monday, I got some, but not today. Hey, I spin the wheel today. Who? I spun the wheel today. For what? Would you just walk over and spin it? Yeah. That's all you got to do. Just walk over and spin that shit. God. Uh, guys, we're doing a show here. Yeah, I know. And, uh, yeah. We're in the middle of it. Anyway, so what did I watch? I watched a little New Japan. Um, the I know you, the you have a little New Japan. I do That's have a little awesome. New Japan. It That's is awesome. It, it, it fits on my Japanese minis. It yeah, fits, a little it, was on it. It fits on my desk, <laughs> and it's perfect size. I got this little mini Tamatonga and Tangaloa, and uh, a, a mini Bad Luck Fale. I'm at mini Kaz Hayashi. He's great. It's, it's already it's already many like just the regular size is, is perfect. Um, so, uh, Tematonga and Tangaloa have been talking about recruiting during this whole you know Bullet Club OG versus uh, the Elite Bullet Club, and they finally added some people. They added uh, Switchblade uh, Jay White. And they added Okada, former manager Ghetto, who had recently turned on Okada to join Switchblade. And they added somebody else from Chaos, who I forget his name. You mean Gato? No, not Gato. I know know a few Ghettos. Um, I forget the other dude's name. But they they added three new members to the BCOGs who... Now they've got people who aren't original in Bullet Club, but whatever. Um, it's good to see Bullet Club back operating in a heel capacity um, compared to the, you know, anti-hero, you know, face thing that they were pretty much with, you know, Omega running it. And it's, I think it's good because they're falling 
too much like the path of the NWL. They need to switch it up. They need to add some fresh blood uh, to the faction and fresh blood that's actually relevant in New Japan and not, you know, just adding some bodies. Having uh, Jay White, especially because he's in a feud with Okada, um, is, is huge because chaos and is everything involved throughout Okada and chaos. You can't have a storyline pretty much without them or the bullet club and the bullet club elite. So I think it's a good move. Um, interesting to, to watch and, uh, see what else did I watch? I watched a little bit. I saw the stream from raw. Um, I saw like Ray mentioned the whole DX, you know, promo. Um, I saw some of the mixed match challenge. That's because the goofiness is entertaining to me. I know, Ray doesn't like it, but uh, it's funny. It's goofy. Um, I am tired of seeing our truth not dance. So, like having him do the stupid little bop thing is dumb. The man can actually dance. I'm, I'm kind of sick of seeing that. And seeing our truth. I love our truth, but well, he's 65 years old. He's not going to be doing this much longer. Hey, the man can move for like 45. Like the, he's in phenomenal he's shape. A lot older than 45, man. The man's in phenomenal shape. I don't know how old he is. The man's in great shape. And um, he's Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte Flair continues to show that she has no rhythm. Um, but low key, the way she was uh, shaking her upgrades, that 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 chick, she uh, she she a freak. Low key, maybe even high key. I was gonna say low key's back. Oh God, don't, don't don't get low key rip somebody's ear off, real or kayfabe. Who knows? But it was kayfabe because we saw his ear in Tessa's picture. I I don't know. I don't. I don't look. I watch MLW occasionally, but I'm just never been the biggest low key fan. Even though I do like the whole Hitman gimmick he's got going on, but I don't know. I they did the ear ripped off gimmick, and then Tessa posted a picture of Daga like three days later, and his ear, those big giant ears of his were fine. You actually pay attention to the pictures that Tessa posts that are not of her. That's impressive. She was in the picture. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So. Just for the record. Yeah. For, oh, wait. Go ahead. Pull it up. Pull, pull it up and I will. Look. See, he's about to fly with those things. I look like a prosthetic. Okay. Cool. Yeah. They put the prosthetic on him that quickly. And, looked, and it's all here. She looked better when she was with Ricochet. Ray, see that she's he's hating on her now that she's with a brown man. Yeah. Uh, she she left one prom man to go to the other. Come on, get out of here with that. Clap for your podcast champion and feel the power and feel the power. I wish Big E would bring back that cape he had. That was cool. I like half jacket, half cape. No, he actually had a cape one time. I forget I what, what event it was at, but he actually had like a cape that he was wearing. And it was cool. Okay. Big man with a cape. I can dig it. All right. So we were talking about low key. Mm-hmm. Big hog. I knew Ray was going to say that. I just knew Ray was going to say that. Well, elaborate, Ray, in case the eight people that listen to us uh, don't know the reference. Well, first of all, it's not eight. It's six and a half. And um, we're Why are we gonna, a half a person? That's what know, I really want to know. A little kid. I think they're like a seven-year-old who clicked on this shit by accident. But yeah, you know, that's a you know, it's a 
Tony Schiavone, Conrad gimmick where everybody's got a low key big hog. Yeah, except for Tony. Yeah, he's got a button on the fur coat. Well, I heard, you know, uh, Virgil's was the only one worth talking about. Well, maybe what I'm talking about is meat sauce. But... I heard Virgil back down from, from, from uh, mustering up against Tatanka once. Yeah. This sounds like a porno waiting to happen, so let's go to Barry. Uh, uh, really, I don't know how. No one mentioned... Uh, you know, no one mentioned Tammy Sitch or, you know, anything else like that. He's so past that. Ashley Macero. Hey, Tammy just got out of jail. I mean, come on. She should be open for bookings. Yeah, she is on Skype. Anyway. We weren't even talking about Crockett Promotions. Yeah, we didn't even talk about uh, WCW yet. Why? Well, no one watched it this week. Why would we be talking about it? Like, talk about, okay, you want to talk about WCW? Let's talk about WCW. How about, and I've been stewing this idea for a while, how about, since Vince owns it, he's doing nothing with the property, how about he actually do something with the property? Um, because he has this influx of talent. Oh, I mean, he did. He's on the network. Let, let, me, let me finish. So Vince has an influx of talent that's not being used. Everyone, I believe, in the whole entire universe can agree on that. They're not being used. They're not being used in an effective way. He's got too much talent. It's overkill. He has two properties he's not utilizing. He's not utilizing the ECW brand. He's not utilizing WCW brand. I would propose starting a different show that's run like a separate company, that's WCW, having someone cut a promo, very Shane Douglas, ECW-style, Without, you know, the cussing part, but be like, you know, I haven't got an opportunity here. This is ridiculous. Has a bag with him, pulls up the big gold belt, declares himself WCW champion. Bunch of people run off with him. Start WCW, do it WCW style. Lighting, there's lying, lighting very WCW. Keep that new WC, that, uh, WCW logo that they did for the invasion and just start a new WCW brand that's very Southern wrestling style. A very Southern wrestling style brand. In theory, it's a decent idea, but it would never happen. It would, yeah. Right. And this would not happen because it would be placating off of an idea that wasn't his. Also, the ECW brand is not being used either. And there is a... He would bring back ECW before he would bring back WCW, and he and, and that's been proven. Right now, well, my, one of them has to come back. So I would like to see ECW come back um, in very ECW like Paul Heyman like, um, but obviously because of where we are today, it can't be on regular television. Why isn't ECW on HBO or Showtime? You could do what they did then if he brought. If he were going to bring back ECW and put it on something that couldn't be on TV, put it on the network. Yeah. I, will, I would see, but you can't keep little kids from seeing it if it's on the network. That's why it should be on something like you can. You have parental settings on the network. I have, it must be an upgrade from that they didn't have when I had it. There's parental settings on the network right now. Yeah, you got the network like five years ago when it first came out, Matt. You, gotta, you have to at least try the, the, the month now. All right, well, if there are parental, network, parental settings on the network, okay. 
well, then there needs to be an ECW show that's on the network. Because no, the but, yes. they'll talk and they'll screw it up. So let's but, just leave it dead. I mean, but we know he won't do it. And, and, and even though it, it could make money, it could be successful. It would make money. But it, it, no, it could be, but we know it won't because Vince will do it the exact same way he did it the last time. Because Vince thinks ECW needs to be the way he thinks it should be rather than the way it should be. Unfortunately, that's true. Because I'm we just saying as it fans money because like ECW because it was different. Vince wanted ECW to be the same. Right. And people stopped watching it because it was the because same. Because it was the same. It wasn't different. I mean, when ECW quote unquote came back, we all watched it. We watched One Night Stand because it was real. It gave us ECW back. Yes. The second One Night Stand was in a lot of ways very ECW, even though it had a little bit more WC WWE influence. Right. But then when you turn on sci-fi, you had the ECW entrance way. Yeah. But then you got the zombie, you got Sandman with new music. You right. got um you you got all this like then you got Mike Knox of all people, you've got Kelly Kelly, you've got you know, all this other ridiculous crap that's not ECW. Right. So 47. It's one of those things that's just like, you know, after a while, and then pretty soon you've got Big Show as ECW world champion. And then you've got Bobby Lashley as the champion. Jesus Christ, that was garbage. Well, to me, Bobby Lashley was better as champion than Big Show because at least Bobby Lashley was a legit tough guy. Yeah, but yeah. Big Show then had the best shirt ever made when he was the ECW champion. And I still have the shirt. And, and Big Show, well, Big Show was at least a little bit more hardcore style than Lashley. I mean, Lashley is a legit tough guy, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a hardcore style. Right, but ECW did also make its name off of more than just hardcore guys. Well, every match was a hardcore match, even though their guys weren't like Van Dam, weren't quote unquote all about the you know you know the chairs and the tables and the you know ladders. Every match, no, Van Dam was about the chairs. Every Shane, match was a hardcore Shane match. Douglas was a scientific wrestler. Yes, but it was he was their franchise. You know? But he still wrestled every match with a hardcore match. There was there were no count outs. There was no, you know, he was using chairs in every match. He was hitting somebody with a chair in every match, even though he was a very scientific wrestler. You Same know, with Taz. Well, Taz didn't always use weapons. He did occasionally. He yeah. used them in certain spots. He used them in certain spots, but he didn't always use weapons. Taz He's didn't right. always go hardcore. Taz... Taz's gimmick was that he was an amateur wrestler and a second Dan in judo. And a midget. Don't forget a midget. And he would and he would go in there and throw guys and around. Suplex the crap out of everybody. The only time I remember him using weapons was when he wrestled Sabu and then against um Tajiri at Heat Wave ninety nine. Well he would he used to, he would always use them if he did not like swinging them, but you know, he would put the chair down, suplex somebody on top of it, suplex somebody through a table. Like that's when 
the hardcore part came in for him. Same with Shane. It was but always I, used as a extra thing to land somebody on. But again, with that, with Taz, I remember that those spots mainly with Sabu though. I don't Sabu, those. Um, <laughs> Bam Bam won. Um, they, they 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 weren't they weren't plentiful. Nowhere as near as like Van Dam having Alfonso hold the chair for the Van Damme yeah. in every single match. You know, it wasn't that common. And you didn't have that with as much with Chris Candido or Lance Storm or you know, yeah, Storm. But Storm also didn't get really over until he was teaming with Justin Credible, who was freaking you know Singapore caning someone every five seconds. Right, but I'm just saying it wasn't like every one of their guys did it. There, no. and, and even Heyman said, you know, we had the best luchadors, we had the best scientific wrestlers. You know, Heyman, the original Triple Threat was Malenko, Benoit, and Franchise. Right. Yeah, and, and when they were doing it, none of those three guys were using weapons. No. Douglas didn't start using weapons until his return from WWF. Right. And and it was and it was then it was like the second incarnation of the triple threat. That in fact, the first time I remember seeing him do anything was okay. I take that back. Right before he went to uh, to WWF was his match against Foley. Okay, and he had handcuffed Foley and put him in the figure four, and I think he cheered him a few times. Right, but then when he came back. The only time I, that I, you know, there are a few chairs against Raven and then the, the belly to belly to Bam Bam. That was gorgeous. But that whole match was awful. The match itself was bad. The match itself sucked, but that was a gorgeous spot. But the belly to belly through the table was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still remember that, but that was, but um, I only watched that paper. You just see Shane get the belt back. Which he held forever, which was a beautiful run. But I just, yeah, I mean, and, you know, as we reflect on the past of ECW, I think if Vince didn't have his hands all over it, it would make money. Because I don't know if the two of you saw, because uh, the ECW brand still means a lot to a lot of people. Stefan Diggs, oh, yeah. Stefan Diggs, the other Minnesota Vikings, had special Adidas ECW style cleats with I a saw. buckle. You know, the ECW heavyweight champion, you know, it's been 17 years since the company's been out of business. You know, Stefan Diggs was probably five when that happened, but the, the brand lives on. So a brand that has that much of a, of a following, a cult following that's gotten probably bigger since it's died, you know, is worth reviving if you do it right. Look, I mean, hey, I remember when ECW first started making noise in like 93, okay? I mean, they were established in 92 when Tri-State folded, you know, which I still remember one of the greatest lines ever uh, in regards to that. Jim Ross used to have a radio call-in show on Sunday nights out of Atlanta, and I could pick it up in Charlotte. And uh, my buddy Matt and I were listening to it, and I want to say it was on the night of the 92 Royal Rumble. We were sitting there listening to it, and um, Terry Taylor was the co-host. And somebody calls in and says, Tri-State Wrestling folded. And Terry Taylor goes, Tri-State folded? I'll never wrestle again. If only that had been true. But oh, God, God, if that had only been true. Yeah, but then, you know, and then they and they started, and they had, you know, 
Snuka and Tito Santana and guys like that, but they really started getting pressed in 93 with Funk and Shane Douglas being a completely different person from being Steamboat's babyface partner right. and Sabu. You know, Scorpio. Right. Well, Scorpio was still in WCW at the time. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And so, because um, he, he wouldn't leave WCW until 94. Anyway, uh, even though I couldn't get ECW at the time, I remember reading the after mags and main event and whatever else I could get my hands on and, and all the press over the first three-way match and being reading over that and just going like, how does this work? How do you have three guys in a match? Because while it's no big deal now, the idea of a three-way match was brand new at that time in 1993. That was like revolutionary. Yeah, triple And just reading about that. And that was, you know, the three-way dance, that was completely unheard of. And then uh, a little while after that, in, in like around 94, then we started getting ECW in Charlotte on Sunday afternoons. And that was like, boom, big deal. And you, got, you mean you watched ECW in the afternoon? Yes. You mean Eric Bischoff was wrong when he said that yes. everyone watched it at 2 o'clock in the morning? Yes, I would watch it right after I went to church. I watched it at 2 o'clock. Well, that morning. makes sense. Yeah. You watched it with, what did you say, Ray, with your grandma? Yeah. I, I, would, I, would, I would go to church, and then I would come home and see uh, Beulah McGillicuddy and uh, Kimono Wanalea make out. Is it just me? Maybe I'm probably the minority in this, but... Kamala yes, Wanalea was just not that attractive to me. No, nah, she was ugly. Yeah, like yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling her. But for know. white people, You're probably the only person who was was exotic, so they like that stuff. Well, well no, she was. Stuff? No. She she well, was. White people, they love they love anything with color. It's exotic to them, so they're automatically hot no matter what they look like. Well, well I think it was the fact that she was a stripper and didn't mind taking her clothes off, and that was what what the appeal was. Well, her face was ugly. She was, just, she was just, she was like a like a two on a ten scale. I mean, you start off if you're going to start off with strippers, you start off with Jenna Jameson, you know, and then well, they, you weren't, go, they weren't big enough to get Jenna Jameson then, and Jenna Jameson wasn't Jenna Jameson then. I don't think ECW had any attractive women. Yeah, they did. Beulah was amazing wow. back in the day. Beulah, gorgeous. Beulah was gorgeous back in the day. Oh, God. I'm not going to call her gorgeous, but she wasn't ugly. Now, I'll, 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 I'll now, give you the Marie. Have a great face. Yeah. But, but, Everybody's a butter face in ECW. No, I think back in her day, Beulah was gorgeous. Beulah Bula was, I wouldn't say gorgeous, but she wasn't ugly. Most of them, they have her ugly. They had Missy Hyatt on her downturn. Um, they had... Uh, Dawn Marie, who I'd never thought was an attractive woman, um, you know, more like a six, um, you know, face wise, you know, how about Sunny? She was still, she was still a nine then. She was still, she was still top of her game then. Um, and then I, and not that I don't think dollars and you get any top of her game. Sir. Oh Lord, leave that woman alone. That, that was that then she wasn't doing that, you know. We don't know That's that. not what Sabu said. <clears throat> she would she would do anything for an ounce of coke or whatever it was. No, that's what um Ahmed Johnson that's what Ahmed Johnson said. No, well, no. Sabu said it too. I saw the shoot interview. Okay, well, if two people said it, you know it's true. <laughs> um, 
And then you also had Francine, who I like and I enjoyed, you know, her work, but you know, and not that she wasn't ugly, like her face isn't ugly, but she um I didn't think I think she's actually better looking now than she was in ECW. Um, I haven't seen her. In, I haven't seen her in pictures lately. Um, she may be. No, she just got big fake boobs now. And they look ridiculous. So like three sizes too big. It's just ridiculous. Well, but that seems to be the trend. Unfortunately, um, I don't. I don't know. I just thought Francine. I, I liked her face. I just thought she was oddly shaped. Um, and. They, you know, you're going to hype a woman up to be some super, super, super hot woman. She really needs to be able to like back it up. Like if they could have hyped, you know, Tammy up because she was super hot then, but they really didn't have any other women that were up on that scale. Like it, I don't know. Just, just they could have hyped her properly just as Shane's, you know, manager for most of the time that she was the queen, you know, of ECW, let her do her Bronco Buster. This and is Francine now. The her and Nash. Mm-hmm. Her, her face is still the same. She's still her face is still all right. I can't see the rest of her face. I never. I liked her. I always liked her face. I always thought she had a nice, pretty face. See, um, I think just, she looks better now than she did then. I just thought her her shape was weird um, back in the nineties. Well, that's because she 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 weighed eighty pounds, and twenty of that was plastic boots. That's probably what it was, yeah. She she didn't have much. She didn't have any hippies. She was shape. She was shaped weird. Yeah. You mean this shape? Ugh. Well, <laughs> all I see is sample. <laughs> this shape. Uh, looks like she's a sample skank. I'm gonna pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's just not a whole lot there. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, not a lot of not a lot to sample there. <laughs> you know, I heard she's like a really like awesome woman. She I mean like I said, she's got a pretty face. She seemed like a really a nice woman. Everyone I know that's met her said she's really cool. And uh apparently her husband's happy, so uh you know, more power to her. She seems super cool. I mean yeah. from everything I've heard, you know. Yeah. And and, and anyone that's we don't want you to think that all we do is see you judge women by solely by their looks. You know what's inside is most important. No, nope. um, my my favorite female wrestler. I, I'm big fan of simply because of her personal story. Nia Jax. No. Hey Nia, yo, I dig Nia. Hey, I, no, I love Nia, but I that's not who I'm talking. Because that's not who I'm talking about. Matt knows who I'm talking about, but that's not who I'm talking about. I do. Yes, I probably do. Is it's probably I'm just drawing a blank. Who do I have like thirty shirts of? Miss Elizabeth. No. Who has a Miss Elizabeth shirt? Yeah. How do you think her family has a Miss Elizabeth shirt? Are we going with Bailey on this? Uh, I'm confused. No. No, No, Alexa Bliss. Yeah, he's a big Bliss fan. Yeah. He's the only dude I know that wears Alexa Bliss shirts. But if you've ever heard her her story of how she grew up and almost dying twice, like, she's got a cool story. Is that why she's so short? Not not joking. Is that why she's so small? No, I mean, she's, that's probably from cheering and from gymnastics. Oh, okay. Like, if you do all that stuff, you just don't grow all the way. I didn't know if, like, for her health stories, like, stunted her growth or anything like that. No, but, I mean, if you ever get a chance, listen to the interview she did with Lillian Garcia. It's, like, really powerful. 
Okay. I remember a time when Lily Garcia was the hottest woman in the WWF, and she wasn't even a performer. Yes, because I don't think Trish is that attractive in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not even saying that, and I'm, I've never been like Trish is the hottest woman, but I just would have never. There's never a time when I've been like, "Oh, Lillian's it." I, hey, there, there was. A, they had a very dry spell. They had a very dry spell. Uh, like oh five, six. They had a very dry spell, in my opinion. Where she was the prettiest one they had. Mm. Pretty sure Tori was still with the company then. Mm, I don't remember her being on TV. But, you know, although, you know, Lillian and uh, Trish did travel and ring together. Oh, I didn't know that. I did. In fact, uh, Lillian got some heat because uh, she. Uh, went to the creative team and told them that Trish shouldn't take any bumps one night, that Trish was in too much pain. Oh. And and they basically told her to mind her own beeswax. Hmm. Well, she's a ring announcer, so I think it's her business to talk about the uh, in-ring talent. Right. Speaking of Lillian Garcia, pick up to my boy Darian. Not Darian, oh my God, my boy Darren who was a bassist who used to be the bassist for Lillian's band. I, I knew Lillian could sing, but uh, I didn't know she could sing, sing. Like, Lillian is a talented woman. You didn't know that? But I knew she could sing because, you know, we heard her singing the national anthem after 9-11 and everything. But, like, I didn't know she could sing. Like, I knew she could sing, but I didn't know she could sing. Like, that's a very, very talented woman. The, the national anthem would have been my argument that she can sing. There's a difference between sing and sang. National anthem is a hard song, your friend. National anthem. No, we're not going. We're not going to talk about the national anthem. We have a no, no politics. It's not politics. I'm talking about musically. If you have a musical background, you know the national anthem is a difficult song to sing. If you're Rosie O'Donnell or Carl Lewis and you just can't sing, the high E is a hard song. Is a hard note to hit. I would disagree. I uh, I would disagree. I mean, that's just a, to sing that song well. There's a lot of range in that song. There is. To do that yeah. song and to do it well, and there's some very high notes in there. It's And to do that song as beautifully as she does it, there aren't a lot of people who do it well. And, and, and I'm wondering if you were confusing Rosie O'Donnell with Roseanne Barr. Probably. But they like cousins. Um, no, 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 no. They look, they look like they're cousins to me. Um, but yes, they cannot I, be more. I, now, mind you, I don't like either one of them. But they ideal, cannot be more different. Ideologically, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. ideologically, I don't think they're that different either. I, ideologically, they're very different. Oh, One's no. an extreme liberal lesbian, and the other one just got fired for saying things about black people. Yeah. I don't like either one of them either. I don't pay that much yeah. attention to them. But you're, I was thinking about Roseanne Barr, not Rosie O'Donnell. My apologies, Rosie O'Donnell. Um, yeah. but you'll never yeah. hear this. But I'm sure Rosie O'Donnell can't sing either. Yeah, yeah. keep in mind, one of them had a very public feud with Donald Trump, and the other one is a Trump supporter who just got fired for hating black people. 
Yeah, maybe so, neither one of them done anything for me. So uh, I don't think you'd want either one of them to do anything for you. No, no, I know. And I, I, I would I would talk about how much I I don't I I did I detest their their work, but that's on that's for the A show, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think we lost Ray somewhere. By the way, uh, I think I think Ray relapsed. Mm-hmm. So you know, he needs some Narcan or something. Oh, he he looks like he needs Narcan. He needs some. All right, so we we've really <laughs> gone down the rabbit hole here. So sugar variant. Now we're, yeah. now we're going back to talking about balls. All right, that's it. Okay. All right. Well, let's first. Let's first. Does Ray really want to talk about balls this week? Apparently, Ray wants. I just want to get the UFC garbage out of the way. So. All right. Okay. Well, these were the best pro wrestling angles of the week. He's got a point about that. All right. Let me set the table here. So, if you're not a fan of uh, UFC and you don't know what happened, that means you either are on social media or uh, you're under a rock. But well, to the next thing, like I did. Or you did whatever Ray did. Conor McGregor uh, had a title match against uh, Khabib, whose last name I can't pronounce. It's some. Yeah, I can't say that. I ain't going to try. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in short, Khabib kicked his butt and made Conor tap out. And Khabib is a, uh, a Muslim Dagestan. from one of the stand countries. I don't know. Dagestan. Dagestan. Some one of the stands. Now, I'm being disrespectful. I just don't know which stand country he's from. Um, and promptly after making Connor Tab, which I was rooting for to be, by the way, he went and chucked his mouthpiece at Connor's uh, coach. Apparently, Connor's coach, as people have been, uh, was being extremely disrespectful towards Khabib, towards his father, towards his faith, and all amongst other things. And if you don't know, previously, Connor and his team threw, um, like a handcart at Khabib's bus, and uh, what they should have been arrested for, but well, not Connor and his team. Connor himself. Connor himself, but his team yeah. threw stuff at the bus too. They all should have been arrested um, prior to this fight even happening. They were arrested. So, yeah, but there was okay, no, there, there were no charges pressed. So, there were charges pressed. He reached a plea agreement. I thought they dropped him. No, there was a plea agreement reached. There was a plea agreement reached. Okay, yeah. I stand corrected. So. In the aftermath of this, he chucks, Khabib chucks the mouthpiece, leaps over the fence, um, very uh, coup de gras, double stomp style. Um, Aubrey Graham looked completely shook, and Khabib went after the coach. And Red Jackets ensued. Connor was in the octagon. Uh, someone from Khabib's side went into the octagon and Came at Connor, Connor threw some punches, and then another dude snuck in in a red shirt, snuck in uh, behind Connor and, and threw some cheap shots while Connor had his back turned. And Connor started exchanging with him. Khabib went back into the octagon, and pandemonium ensued. Um, it was a hot topic of the past couple of days in most offices, including mine. And I looked at these people and shook my head and said, "Hey, everybody." It's a work. Except that right now, uh, the Nevada State Athletic Commission has held Khabib's purse um, and are threatening to withhold it in its entirety. Is it a coach bag? Which is, it's a $2 million, <laughs> it's a $2 million purse. 
Uh, he's going to get his money. And he'll they're, be suspended. And if, he, and if he gets suspended long enough, he'll get stripped of the UFC title. They're going to strip the title. It's a, that's why they're, they're working it. First of all, Connor, which I think, which I think would actually be good. Um, now, now the the two guys that you mentioned that attacked Conor McGregor were arrested by the Nevada uh, by the Las Vegas police. But Conor dropped the charges. But Conor refused to press charges. Yes, he did. And, he refused to press charges, and they were and, released. And they were released. Um, but they were arrested, um, which did. Um, which, which, uh, but they are, um, foreign nationals, I believe is the appropriate way to say that. Uh, that's probably the, the popular term, foreign nationals, yes. Right. They are so, not United States citizens. They are citizens of whatever stand that, uh, could be from. Right. So they, uh, so, um, and they were also, uh, released from UFC because they are fighters. Yes. And they uh, are likely not to get fighting visas again because of the incident. Uh, maybe, but being the fact that no one knows their names, yeah. um, I don't think Dana will care once it all blows right. over. No, nope. well, that's the type of thing that when Dana says, I mean, keep in mind, Jason, what was it, Jason High, uh-huh. like lightly shoved a ref when ref made a bad call and was like, and he was like, this guy's never going to fight again. And even though he was basically right, the guys never fought there again. These guys committed aggravated assault, so he's probably not going to bring them back. Jason High wasn't making Dana any money. Mm-hmm. These guys, if they could potentially are? make Dana money, Dana will bring them back. Um, and this is all about making Dana money. Uh, this, you know, they're going to strip Khabib of the title. They're going to suspend him for a couple months. Okay. Then what they're going to do is they're going to have Connor fight uh, somebody else okay. for the vacant champion. Wait, wait. And then they'll start. Are you going to say that, 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 um, what's his name? Um, Simtex, that he couldn't make Dana money? Really Dana said money. he was never going to fight there again, and he hasn't fought there. He really wasn't. He's, he hasn't been making money anywhere else either. He's not like a, he's not a draw. He's not that big of a draw. He's an exciting fighter. He's exactly the t- he's exactly the type of fa- fighter that Dana likes. I got who can win some fights, and he has won some fights in Bellator. He has. All I'm not saying he hasn't won fights, but that doesn't mean he's a draw. He's not a draw. But, wait, Bellator is still a thing. Yeah. yeah. Bellator's oh, actually oh. getting bigger. It is getting bigger. Yeah. They keep they're, they keep they're, doing they're, they, they keep doing the WCW and signing really old dudes, but they but, are getting bigger. But their heavyweight thing's pretty cool, their heavyweight tournament. They they actually have the better heavyweight division. I, I won't say they have a better heavyweight division, but they're I mean no, they, they do. N- name one guy that they have that can beat Daniel Cormier. Brock Lesnar. Cormier? See, Cormier is a light heavyweight. They're moving him up because they have no body in their but, heavyweight division. That's why they're moving Cormier up. But name one guy they have that can beat him. Wait, is this where Bobby Lashley competed? No, Bobby Lashley wasn't good enough for Bellator. He competed uh, in Strike Force. Yeah, he's but no. But Wait, he, he or, or, or name one guy they have like the model Martel. What? What'd you he say? Right, repeat that. He was he was with Rick the Model Martel and Tito Santana. Ray's trying to be funny. 
Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, you wow, missed the you timing. guys don't know nothing about eighties WWF. This is this is. You a missed sad the timing thing. on the. You missed the timing. You're, yeah, you, you missed the so timing. On that. That. Go back to the girls and cars, okay? <laughs> anyway, see, that's timing on a joke right there. That is timing on a joke. Yeah, well, well timed, JT. So you missed the timing, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but no, but if you, uh, but I mean, uh, even name one guy they got they can beat Stipe. I mean, oh. they've got Fedor who's washed up. They, yeah. Horse proof Fedor's washed up. Yes. Beer's washed up. Yes. I mean, they're even Strike Force's best heavyweights are light heavyweights. I mean, yeah. uh, what's his name? Ryan. Uh, blanking on his name now. Um, their light heavyweight champion's probably going to end up winning the tournament. Blanking on his name, but he but he's a UFC castoff. Yeah, force. Okay, yeah. We're really going off the rails here today, huh? Well, I'm trying to strike force light heavyweight champion is. I think it's Bader. Bader was the last one I knew strike of. Force. Not Strike Force Bellator, sorry. Wait, they brought Big Van Vader back to be the lightweight champion? I thought he was dead. Uh, unfortunately, he had passed away. No, he just you just said he was a light, the Strike Force champion. No, I said Bader, not Vader. I definitely didn't say Vader. Yeah, Ryan Bader. Yeah, I thought Ryan Bader was yeah. the last one. I mean, Ryan Bader is probably going to win the heavyweight tournament, and he's a light heavyweight, and he's a UFC cast-off more than that. I guess it's Bader time, huh? It probably is Bader time. But, you know, if Bader does win the light heavyweight and the heavyweight title, he will be their master. Yes. He'll be master Bader. That's true. Anyway. Before we turn this show into a UFC show, I believe I feel I believe it was a work. Um, I don't I don't I believe it, I believe they worked that simply for the rematch because I believe Connor is at a position in his career where he is not concerned about being the champion or being about the best. He is concerned about more big paydays and setting up a you know another uh, racially charged scandal filled. Rematch is right up Connor's alley. If it wasn't work, they were stupid to do it because keep in mind they're regulated. They are. And that's the type of thing that can get them shut down or heavily fined or if, kicked if, out of, you know, that, I mean, they're regulated by the Modest Day Athletic Vision. That's their home. So if they right. were going to do that, they're stupid to do it, period, but they're really stupid to do it in Nevada. I agree with that. Uh, I, I still think they would take the risk. Um, it's well noted how much Dana White emulates Vince McMahon. Um, I wouldn't put it past Dana doing that. I really wouldn't. I, I think what uh, what I think will happen is I do think Khabib's going to get suspended. I do think they'll strip him of the title, and then I think they're going to book Connor against Tony Ferguson for the title. Exactly, and then they will have Connor win the title, and Connor and Khabib will have another match for the title. Except then I don't think things are going to work out the way they planned it because I think Tony Ferguson is going to end up beating Connor. 
And so what then they'll have to do is say, well, no, Khabib's got to fight Connor in a rematch and a grudge match, and then they'll make up someone else to be a number one contender to fight Ferguson. Probably, if if, if Ferguson will win that fight. I, I think Ferguson wins that fight because I think Connor proved that having two years out of the fight game and having that dance off with Mayweather, um, call that dance off. You got something out. Of, I wouldn't call it getting his butt kicked. Did you watch that fight? Yeah. He couldn't land a punch, and he got hit in the face about 200 times. Couldn't land a punch. He won the first four rounds. Uh, he didn't he win the first four rounds? The do you man know how two, to score a boxing fight? I do. The man won two rounds. No, he won the first four. He did not win the first four rounds. And Mayweather won't even try in the entire match. Then you, then you confirm he won the first four rounds then. He didn't. He won the first two rounds when Mayweather was like half asleep. Now, if, if you know anything about scoring boxing or any type of combat sports, he easily won the first four rounds wow. because he landed more punches. He landed more effective strikes. He landed like one punch the whole fight. Anyway, and even and even fight and even ex fighters commentators said that Mayweather got saved by the referee at one point during the fight. There's a reason why Floyd came out in a hood that looked like a robber because it was a heist. It was a heist to get the money. They couldn't land a punch when experts landed one punch. He landed one effective punch. Apparently, that one punch was enough that the referee had to sit up and save the fight so that Floyd would end up winning. It was a heist. I mean, Floyd and Connor showed he ain't no boxer. He's not a boxer. He's not a boxer. Bottom line was he got tired. He's not used to fighting that long. No, he ran he, out of gas. Yeah, he didn't get. He didn't get. He. It wasn't like Floyd out out boxed him, outclassed him. He just ran out of gas. Well, Floyd knew he didn't have to. All, all he, he barely trained for it. He knew he didn't have to. All he had to do was go out there and go. The, didn't even have to go a distance. Yeah, he's just. He's they're they're UFC guys don't train for that type of endurance. That's not their. That's not their game. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but he made so much money from it. You know, you know, can't be mad about that. But since Ray had business to be on this boss kick, yes. um, you wanted you wanted to talk JT about um, the second angle that unfortunately did not come out of wrestling, but a promo mm-hmm. that uh, caught the web on uh, was Vince McMahon's new favorite. Uh, Pay-per-view called was it hot balls of fire? Why don't you? Why don't great you, balls, great balls, great balls of fire. JT loves chocolate balls. Well, I think I think Vince Russo is going to pitch the great balls of fire pay-per-view. Bro, bro, bro. What we gotta do for our next pay-per-view? Not the Great American Bash. No, nobody wants to see the Great American Bash. Not the Clash of the Champions. No, no, not Night of Champions. No, no. We got to have Great Bulls of Fire. Great Bulls of Fire. That's money, Vince. Great Bulls of Fire. You mean like the Jerry Lee Lewis song? 
No, Vince. Like our balls are on fire. Like our balls, like a like a nutsack. They're on fire, Vince. They're on fire, and fans will want to see that. Kept Braun Strowman with his nutsack on fire on the post events. Braun. Born up there with his balls on fire on the post events. That's money. I love it. Yes. It sounds vascular. Dumbest name for a pay-per-view in the history of pay-per-views. I thought Rock Bottom was a dumb name, and I love Rocky Bell. was a dumb name for a pay-per-view. Great balls of fire. Just, I, I can't. I can't. I, I have a lot of resentment against Great Balls of Fire, not only because of the name, but because it, that was the first time Brock defended the title, and it took so long for him to do it. Yeah. And I think I think Brock was still in UFC mode, and, you know, we'll defend the title every six months thing. You no, know, it's just because Brock's a lazy piece of crap. I'll, I'll let you be the one to tell him that. Um, all right. I don't even want to talk about the promo because it was funny, but it wasn't that funny. These to me. He, well, well it, it was funny. It got a lot of great meme response. People were were putting things on Twitter. But here's the thing. Guy comes out during the promo, says, you know, for one thing, Fiona comes out, takes his drawers off. There is fighting shorts off. And he's standing there in his drawers. And he says, and Joe Rogan says, why 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 did you do that for? He says my balls was hot. And and he wins this comfort from behind victory. And and says, well, are you ready for he says, No. No, I'm 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 out of shape. I need to work my cream ready for a title shot. And 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 in a month he's fighting for the heavyweight title. So uh, apparently having hot balls gets you a, a title shot even when you're not ready for it. Whatever works, you know, hot balls gets it done. Hot balls gets it done. I mean, whatever works. Some people, namely JT and Ray, actually watched the Australian special, the super, was it super duper show, super ooper show? Name was corny. I had no intention of watching, not just because I don't have the network, but I wasn't getting up at five o'clock in the morning to watch anything. Um, and you have the network, you can watch it whenever you want to. You can watch it on demand. I uh, wouldn't get enough to do it. See, I started watching it when I got up, and then I finished watching it when I got home from work. Uh, it was a 15-hour event, so you could have worked two days and came back, and The Undertaker and Triple H would have just been coming on. I see, there you go. It was like Halloween Havoc 98 all over again. Nothing yeah. like that. Yeah, no, I see. I went, uh, see, I, I, I got up, had my morning coffee, my bagel, was watching it, and then went and worked for a little while, dropped by Matt's hood, came home, finished watching it. It's great. It was so great, and I didn't hear anybody talk about it. No, it was actually, hey, I, I, I sent you comments about it. I, yes, I sent you, you about, how Oscar went from being the Empress of tomorrow to being the new hip hop hippo. First of all, she no hippo. Don't be dissing Oscar like that. It was a um, reference to Albert, genius. I know. Know your wrestling history, sir. I know it. 
Yeah, you don't know strike force. You don't know Albert is a hit. Strike force. You can't deliver a joke on time. Don't be mad at anybody but yourself that you can't deliver a joke. Well, with and that was perfectly timed. That was you just had to think who strike force was, and oh, it really. We just rolled our eyes when you made the joke. That's the problem. Um, also, I actually love the, talking about something else. So. I, I love the pairing of Oscar and, and Naomi. Yeah, you have one girl who's one of the best female workers of all time, and then one who's the worst. Uh, definitely not the worst, but she's horrible, horrible. Don't tell me she's that you find her attractive. You love how thick she is. <laughs> Don't tell me how athletic she is. She can't work, bro. She can't work. Hey, she's she's there because she's got family ties and of all those other things. Yeah, I know she's tied to your boys, the Usos. Oos, oos, oos. Oos, oos, Don't care. She still can't work. When you constantly are pulling your opponent's shoulders up when you're supposed to be getting a three count and you can't do Iceman King Parsons butt butt the right way, you you are not a worker. When When you're constantly injuring yourself with your own finisher, you are not a worker. Hey, I, I never said she was a technical master, you know. Look, I, I understand she's a nice person, and that's cool. Brie Bell is a nice person from what I hear. She's not a worker either. No. I mean, I, 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 I get that she's nice. I get that she's athletic. I respect all that about her. She's not a worker. She's horrible in the ring. Oh. And, and if you're going to pair Oscar with somebody, I, I'd rather you pair her with somebody that can highlight that she's a worker. Well, the, the you know, all right. The, to close this, the pairing is I like, but the pairing is this: one has talent, player, and charisma, and the other one is more talented. It's it's they're designed to try to bring each other up. One's supposed to make the other more, you know, personable. The other one is there to make the other one look better in the ring, hopefully help her out. I think this pairing could work out because they are entertaining together, um, and they've had some very entertaining vignettes. So I think they could actually work out. Hopefully they can help each other. At least thank God the right team went over Saturday. Anyway, let's quickly. Um, well, the right let's... team did go over. The and... more talented team, the better workers, and the hometown team went over for once. Everything, yeah. Well, the hometown team was definitely going over. But let's... well, that's not usually what WWE does. Well, that's true. Usually they bury you in your hometown, and and I and I'm sorry, but. Peyton Royce keeps getting better and better as an earring worker. She, and she definitely shows that every time she's in the ring. That's fair. And um, that girl is a true heel. She gets what it is to be a heel. And there's so many people these days that do not get what it is to be a heel. Well, the, the heels today, it's convoluted. But let's quickly go on to run out of time. Um, DX versus Brothers of Destruction coming up for Crown Jewel. Hate um, it. Okay, good. Then what do you think, Ray? Oh, God. What you, how do you feel about 200 years of wrestling in the ring? It's just, I don't know. Literally 200. Part of me, part of me wants to mark out, and then part of me is like, oh, not this shit. I know where, I know it's leading to Shawn Michaels' Undertaker at WrestleMania. So. so who, okay, so you agree with me there. So who goes over? Is Sean, is Sean the one to retire or take her? Yes. That's what I thought, too. That's, why, that's my prediction as well. This is all leading for Sean Taker. Finally, Taker's finally last match. Finally, for like the eighth time, Taker's last match. Look, look, 
I, I've been an HBK fan before he was HBK. Okay. Going back to like 1987 fan of the midnight rockers. Okay. But I don't want to see Sean back in the ring. He's just ruining his legacy. Speaking of legacy, uh, Eddie Guerrero's birthday was just the other day. Um, by the time this is posted, it will probably be about three or four days ago. And in remembering Eddie Guerrero, share your favorite Eddie moment or, or match. Uh, my favorite Eddie uh, moments is just the, the light sheet and steel videos. Those were so classic. Um, I can go back now and laugh my head off at those. Um, for all the great matches he had, I loved seeing his character and his personality. That was what I loved about seeing with Eddie. Well said. I agree. What about you, Ray? Uh, the same. I like the lie, cheat, and steal Eddie Guerrero vignettes with Chavo. And I did like heel Eddie when he was shooting Ray Mysterio about who his, pop, uh, his son's poppy was. That was good. That was great with Dominic. Yeah, that was good stuff. Um, ah, I love that era too. I think it, it's higher in a lot of people's hearts because of the proximity to his passing. I actually had a really, really uh, strong affinity for his WCW work, especially the LWO uh, part where he's cut a promo on Bischoff and uh, kind of went off the rails. Uh, I really enjoyed that, that Eddie, uh, especially he was at his physical peak, in my opinion, he, before he got really muscly. Um, you know, he had, he was, he was really, really fit. His frame is muscular, but he wasn't too muscle bound and he was bumping and flying all over the place. Uh, just doing, just doing tremendous work. So, uh, I, I really loved that part of, of Eddie, especially during that time in, in his career. But he was an amazing worker. I was so glad to see him reach the pinnacle um, at WWE. I never thought they would put the belt on a, a, you know, a guy who was traditionally a cruiserweight. Um, and still, to me, was a cruiserweight, even though he had put some muscle mass on. Uh, it's just a, an enjoyable and very entertaining uh, worker. There's, there are so many guys who could do one thing or do the other. But, you know, Eddie was really special and being able to do both. And uh, he had that, that amazing charisma, that personality that just connected with anybody. Um, and I think that was really, really awesome. Something that was really special about Eddie, that he could connect with any audience. Um, that was really awesome to have someone like him end up, you know, reaching the pinnacle. I'll say this, too. Um, on a personal note, Eddie was also very effective in, 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 in influencing me to get into recovery from addiction. So, um, that was, um, Eddie's death, um, had a big impact on that. Although I did have a, uh, a relapse and, and issues after that, it was a big impact on my life for a long time and going forward. And so Eddie was an inspiration, um, more than just as a wrestler, um, and someone I looked up to and respected. And, um, it's sad to see that, um, even though uh, he had made changes in his life, it would lead to his death years later. Um, and that was something that scared me. And one reason that I, uh, it, that influenced me, scared me to get off of opiates and alcohol for uh, an extended period of time. I should say that. Wow. 
uh, that is that, that hits close to home there. Yeah. And um, there's no better way to, to end tonight's show than with uh, something that touching. Thank you for sharing that, JT. Yeah. Everyone, thank you for watching and watching. See, y'all got me messed up. Everyone, thank you for listening uh, to this, the fourth episode of Breaking Ring Rust. Until next time, love, peace, and pancake grease. It's like uh, Eddie's arms. Were they va- were they vascular? Ah, uh, and 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 his body was so uh, live. Uh, uh, and I, I liked his skin. It was so dark. Oh, he lost me there. His skin went dark. Yeah, yeah. he 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 had that 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 swarthy skin. Yeah, I like that. Not as much as Vince, though. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, well, for... Hey, have you seen... What's up? Have I seen what? My daughter. Johnny Ace's daughter? Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, my friend, she, she showed me a picture of your daughter, Johnny Ace, and I can't, I can't believe she came out of your loins, Johnny. I can't believe it. Would you like to see pictures of her in lingerie? No, no, I would not. <laughs> If I was single, I'd maybe consider it, but she's also way too young for me. And uh, nah, no thanks, Johnny. I, I'm 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 good there. <laughs> However, if I was single, I would love to see pictures of Foley's daughter. That is an impressive young lady right there. Let me tell you, wow! I can't. Wow. Believe she came out of can, that man. Yeah, can she can believe she came out of Nick's bulging testicles? I cannot. I can't yeah. believe uh he's not vascular at all. No, I don't know how uh he's Mr. Sacco he, he's he's shaped like a pear as uh as uh Al Snow used to always mention. He's not nearly as handsome as Vince. No one's as handsome as Vince, Johnny. That's no, true. That's so true. Why does Ray keep disappearing? Because I'm I'm looking at segment one. I'm on my phone. Segment okay. one's always the same. All right. Yeah, what promotion didn't you watch this week?